What's up, everybody? This is Chase. We've got another great episode for you today. We're talking about the three reasons why the goals that you are setting are likely to fail. This is a super deep dive and setting up that context for why goals so often fail. It's going to be really helpful for a lot of us. But first of all, today's show is brought to you by Gusto. It is payroll and benefits, okay? They're hard to do, but Gusto made it super easy. This is who we use ourselves PC Mag and Fit Small Business have called Gusto the best payroll for small businesses. And Gusto is giving you guys three months for free just to run your first payroll. Just go to gusto.com slash fizzle. That's gusto.com slash fizzle, G-U-S-T-O dot com slash fizzle. Thank you to Gusto. And we are also sponsored today by Vast Conference Calling. Vast Conference Calling is instant conference calls with crystal clear audio quality and tons of great features. Now they're giving you 30 day free trial, which you can get at fizzle.co slash vast, where you can see that they've got the screen sharing that you can do instantly as well as instant conference calls and operated assistance conference calls. All right. So check out fizzle.co slash vast. Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show! I'm sorry, that went a little longer than I thought I would. I got stuck in a meditative trance. Oh my goodness. This is the Fizzle Show where every week we get a little, little bit crazy, but we also... Find educational, inspirational ideas, tips, tactics, and tricks that you need as an entrepreneur. We bring those to you, give you a little shot in your arm, a little shot in your heart, and that helps you get your work done because as an indie entrepreneur, as a small business owner, you are the one that gets the work done in your business, and you are the one who's providing for yourself, for your family, creating an independent living. Such a challenge, but such a reward to have life on your own terms. And today we have an excellent episode for you. But before I get into that, if you're a new listener, we have a free gift for you at fizzle.co slash toolkit. Fizzle.co slash toolkit. There are several guides. Let me tell you about one of them. It is the business sketch template. It is a one-page business plan. Quit wasting time making crap up about a business plan. Do the one-page business plan. It's going to change the way you think about what your business needs to do. Find that at fizzle.co slash toolkit. What's up, Steph Crowder? How are you? Hi, everybody. Happy to be here. All right. And Corbett Barr, how are you? Fantastic. Fan-friggin-tastic. You kidding me? You kidding me, bro? (laughs) Not kidding. (laughs) That's amazing. That's amazing. Serious. All right. So, Corbett, why are you doing so good? Is it because, like, you are accomplishing your things that you want to be doing? It's the new year. I just feel good about what's in front of me Mm. because I spend some time getting a handle on what I want to work on and what matters to me and how I'm going to get it done. Dude, now here's the thing. Okay, guys, listen. We're going to talk about today, we're talking about... How do you get your shit done? Pardon my French. How do you get your shit done? You have things to do that you want done. You have dreams, right? The word we use is dreams. I have dreams. But you also have a reality, <laughs> right? And the difference between your dreams and your reality, for a lot of us, that's like, it's starting to get real tiresome. Right now, it's the beginning of the year. There's a lot of people talking about goals and resolutions and crap like that. We're not talking about resolutions. Resolutions are things that you jump into and you just fizzle out of. Actually, we might mention a bunch about that today because I want to talk about why do we set goals that fail? Why do we allow our dreams to fizzle out, right? And today, I have on the show with me Steph Crowder and Corbett Barr who are a couple of my companions in life. 
and we're all figuring out how to get our done together because we have to run a business like you we have to run a business and that means we got milestones we got things we need to accomplish and not only that for our business stuff but for my personal stuff too i got goals for my personal stuff not i don't have goals what i have is i have a way i want my life to sort of like feel i guess mm. right i want my i want my relationship with my wife to be like mm, mm, on point dope i want to be like yeah yeah, I also want to be like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? That's what I have. I, like, So that's not a goal per se. That's like a desire. That's like what I want. That's like a dream. You're in a real right? and then I have this kind of vibe. <laughs> 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 and then there's this, you know, <laughs> I wish I could do a Matthew McConaughey. That'd be good. That'd be a good impression. But uh, then there is this, uh, th- this, this business these business dreams too, where it's like, what I want is money to be flowing in. What I want is to feel really alive and engaged in the work that I'm doing. Right. I think this is, hopefully a lot of you listeners are bobbing your head going like, yes, yes. I want to feel engaged. I want to feel alive. I want to have energy from the work that I'm doing. I want to feel like what I'm doing matters. Right. These, these aren't really goals in the classic sense of the word, right, Steph Crowder? I mean, these, these. how would you describe those? I'm calling them like dreams. What do you call them? Well, I want to first say that someone over in the Courage and Clarity community said something that really stuck with me about goals because I've started talking about goal setting a little bit over there. And I was just lamenting the fact that, I don't know about you guys, but my inbox, I mean, at the time of us recording this, it's actually mid-December. Uh, and I've already gotten so many emails about, goal setting and people promising different methodologies that work. And I brought this up in the group and someone very astutely said, she's like, the word goal is starting to feel like a four letter word, if you know what I mean. (laughs) And it's so true. It's like, it's getting so tired. That is cute. I mean, it is a four letter word too, right? It is. But Ah! it's like, it's like, you know, if you, it's just like, there's so many different promises of what goal setting is. And I'm willing to bet that people who are listening to this are feeling a little bit like, guys really like I've tried to set goals. They don't work. So I think your question though was what, like what are these goals that are kind of more aligned with desire versus. Well, it's like, what is the thing behind the goal? Yeah. Right. What is the thing behind the Cause like the, to me, I have never resonated with the idea of goal setting. Yeah. Right. Idea of like my dad, I grew up, my dad was like, he had Tony Robbins books on the wall. Apparently through the 80s, there was a, there was just like a lot of like like empowering the giant within, right? I was a kid. I was a baby during that time. I, I didn't see it all. I just see like the audio cassettes lying around, <laughs> right? Yeah. And he said that getting into that and writing those goals down and like he would write them every morning and it was all just goals and accomplishment and stuff like that. And I'm like, what? Like, that didn't get you a relationship with me that you should be proud of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We had to work through all that stuff later on. That yep. didn't get you a relationship with your lady during those times that like that was that was what I would call crushing it at all. That was not you were like but you got you we were making so much money. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That was cool because he didn't necessarily come from tons and tons and tons of money. So it was like he was making money and he was getting that success and he felt like he needed to do that because it was the eighties and there's plastic and computers now. And so money's just freer than and more and more profitable than it's ever been or something. But the the point is this concept of goal setting to me. I've met people kind of, you see people all the time who are like, now what are your goals? And they're like ready to talk about what their goals are. Like they've got Mm -hmm. a piece of paper in their wallet that they're like, these are my marching orders. Like they're just driven by that piece of paper. And I feel like I have never been able to put something down on paper that has motivated me for longer than like at most a month. But really we're talking about like days before I'm like, I forgot that. I even wrote that thing down or eh, I'd rather watch Netflix or uh, Mm -hmm. like, like, like I'm into this now or something like that. Right. Like, so what I'm wondering, like, I don't know what I'm wondering. I'm just noticing that there's this problem with goal setting. Yeah. That like, it's never connected with me. I think that's what it is. I see this difference between, I really like using analogies when I'm thinking about these concepts and to me, there's two different kinds of goals out there. There's mountaintop goals, which is mm. what you're describing, where it's how 
high can I climb? And you reach the mountaintop. And if you think of like a mountain range, sometimes you can climb to the top of a mountain and on the skyline, you see other taller mountains. And so Mm. you're thinking about the next mountaintop and the next mountaintop. And that's the kind of goal that you're describing that you carry around in your wallet or that some guru tells you is the measure of success. As opposed to what I think of more as, if that's mountaintop, I think of foundational goals, which are more like, it's not as sexy as climbing to the top of a mountain, but it's building a really solid bedrock foundation that is unshakable for you so that you know that going into the next year, you, your house isn't built on sand, right? It's, you're not, it's not built on something shaky that you don't even believe in. So it's more about the base, I think, than it is about getting to the top of some mountain only to feel like you have another mountain to scale. Okay, so hold on. I like this because I heard a quote. I heard a quote that I have that is like rattling in my head. Like I really like Prince. <laughs> Prince's music, as you can tell from Corbett's haircut, he's a huge Prince fan too. You know, um, <laughs> he looks up. He's like, "Excuse me, what?" Like I don't understand. No, from his mustache. That's what I mean. It's like a real Princey mustache. Oh, sure. uh, <laughs> but I'll buy that. But I like I like Prince. I didn't grow up with Prince. I've I've kind of like really come into this re- like immense respect for him as an artist like the people who who knew prince or who were around him or like they're like all literally all of them are in awe of what he was able to do and i'm now getting into some of his early catalog stuff and and it's amazing um but he did this thing called purple rain all right a lot of you might remember most of you probably don't but corbett certainly does i can tell because of the way he's dancing in the <laughs> webcam right now everybody knows purple rain uh, also the fact Doesn't that he has a pur- purple rain yeah also the fact that he reached over and grabbed a purple trench coat and yeah. is riding away now on a motorcycle, on a motorcycle. that is also purple <laughs> now truth be told i've never even seen the movie um and what? i've only heard heard the song right so uh, anyways I didn't so you're know talking to much yourself about when you said you don't really know purple. Everybody, rain. nobody knows what purple rain is. Is what I'm getting at. <laughs> so the point is, he made this thing that was the biggest thing he had ever made at that point. It was a motion picture. It was an album. It was a caricature. It was like it was life as art and art as life. It was this big, impactful thing. Uh, and then when it was all done and the dust had settled and he was starting to work on another project, he wasn't doing another really, really big, massive thing. And his friend approached him and was like, Prince, why, why aren't you doing like another Purple Rain, dude? That was dope. And Prince looks at him and you can imagine, I don't know if you guys have seen that Dave Chappelle show bit where he's like, I played basketball with Prince mm-hmm. <laughs> and Charlie Murphy plays yes. Prince or whatever. But Charlie Murphy plays Dave Chappelle. I can't remember. No, it's some of the funniest stuff in the world. No, that happened to Charlie Murphy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, That's in right. real life. And Charlie Murphy's telling the story yeah. and Dave Chappelle is and Dave reenacting Chappelle is Prince. Prince. <laughs> Come on, you guys want to play a game of horse? (laughs) I feel like pancakes. So anyways, Prince looks over at his buddy and says, and says in that Prince like kind of voice, like I've been to the mountaintop. Mm -hmm. There's nothing there. Like this is the biggest mountain in his life that he had ever climbed. It, it was like everything he was building up to for uh, for basically his whole entire career. Like he wanted more, he wanted more, he wanted more, he wanted more. He finally got to do it at such a high level with a feature film and all this stuff. And afterwards, he goes back to making stuff that he was already making beforehand, right? Because it was closer to the heart. And from that point on, I mean, he got kind of woo-woo. He got kind of spiritual and, and, and other stuff. And the the thing that I take from that is... I have heard that same message from so many of our most successful people in this culture, Mm -hmm. right? Like I've been to the mountaintop, there's nothing there. Mm -hmm. And I see a lot of goals being set around accomplishment and achievement because it, it like, it is sort of a status and a fuel for our cultural fire around here. And because honestly, it's, amazing to earn a living independently. So if I had goals or when I have had goals and, 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 and objectives, it's been around getting our revenue to a point where it's like, this is good. This is good. Cause once that fire sort of cools down and then you don't have all that pressure to get that money going, like that's amazing. But then there's the relationship and the life stuff. And all I'm getting at is getting up this mountain has already kind of lost its appeal to me. And so I'm very curious about this concept of foundational goals. Like, what does this mean to you, Steph? Like, this is the difference between a mountaintop goal and a foundational goal. Because to me, I'm like, all right, 
I feel like I know what that is. I feel like I've tasted and seen some of that. Like, what has that been like for you to learn particularly? Yeah, I mean, part of what you're describing is it's the achievement culture, right? Which we've talked about a bunch here on the show. And I think a lot of people resonate with the problem and the trouble with the goalpost is it keeps moving. Like that's been my experience is I'll hit the goal that's put in front of me. First of all, that's another problematic thing is a lot of times in life, the goal is put in front of us by someone else. And Mm. someone says, achieve this goal because it's a good thing to do to get an A in all your classes, for example. Yeah, yeah. You get all the A's and it feels great. I mean, let's not deny it. It feels awesome to get a straight A report card when you're in high school or something, or it feels yeah, great totally. to hit to hit six figures in your business or whatever. You know, pick your pick your goals, goal de jour in terms of what other people tell you. But then the problem is once you hit, I think what you're describing is once you hit that, you're like, well, it doesn't, it's not a substitute or a solution for the feeling that you were trying to resolve by hitting that goal. So many times, and I think like I have learned that a red flag for me in goal setting is if I, if it sounds like this, I have a problem. If it sounds like if I get X, then I'll be happy. If I get Y, then I'll be happy. If I am a size two in my jeans, I'll be great. I'll feel awesome in my body. If I make $200,000 a year, I'll be happy. Those are the kinds of goals that I think are mountaintop goal. And it mm. is the kind that we've been taught to to make. So I think that's the fundamental shift that we're going to talk about here. And And it's always been, I think, the fizzle way of goal setting is to examine that and say, what about that is going to make me happy because once you get there, it's the same thing. It doesn't, it doesn't fill whatever void you think that will be filled by doing it. Hmm. It doesn't go away versus the foundational goal examines, well, how do I like, what am I really looking for? When I say I want to be a size two, what is it that I believe being a size two would make me feel? Is it Mm. confidence and comfort in my own skin? Is it walking into a room and feeling like I'm turning heads and that feels cool? Is it um, fitness related? Is it feeling like I can run three miles and not feel like I'm going to die? What Mm. is it that I actually like? What's the, it's almost like the goal behind the goal. And Mm. that I think is what we less frequently examine. So to me, that's the difference between the the mountaintop goal, which is again, ever moving goalpost versus foundational goal, which examines what it like, what is it that you're actually looking for when you believe that if you get to X, you'll get Y. Yeah. You know what it makes me think of? We might need to back up a little bit here because I think some people don't know yet. Like there's probably, there's probably like a lot of us know we can set a goal and we can do the work and make it happen. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I can, I can crack the whip and I can make a goal happen. Like I've done that most of my life. And I, and the reason why I run from that these days is because it, uh, not, I don't run from it rather, but the reason why I'm very careful about it is because I've, I've just beat the crap out of myself. Right. Right. I cracked the whip and beat the crap out of myself my whole, my whole life. I was never good enough. Right. And so it was constantly cracking the whip, but a lot of people haven't really had that experience yet or realize that they can set a goal that is, you know, the right level of a goal for them that gets them closer to their dream, that that heads them more towards that life that feels like they're in their own skin. They feel more comfortable, they feel more alive, they feel more awake, they feel more energized. Um, so I guess, first of all, it's like there's that problem of, I don't even believe there's a way to set a goal that I can achieve, right? Mm-hmm. So like what in, in Corbett, I'm curious about this for you. You are such a go-getter, right? You all kind of always seem to have been. And so my question is, is that something that you just sort of had? Or was it like that something that you learned early on and it looks like you've already had it, always had it? Or is it, was it really in there from birth? Well, I think there's some level of satisfaction that all of us derive from the pursuit itself. Mm. So that's mm. one of the reasons we set goals, not to accomplish the thing, but just to go on that journey of, Let's see what we're capable of and let's work hard on something that feels worthwhile because there's a, there's a tremendous sense of satisfaction from that. Wait, aren't you just working super hard just to feel like a valuable person, just to feel like you matter to somebody anywhere? Is that rhetorical or? Well, it's a little bit of a, it's a little, I guess it's a little bit of a deep joke, (laughs) I guess. Cause when I look back at my life, there's very few of that enjoyment of a thing for the sake of the enjoyment of the achievement itself right? It's a lot of like, I'm doing this so that 
And I never really clearly defined the so that, mm-hmm. but it was always trying to get like, hey, mm-hmm. uh, like the joke on the show for a long time was like, hey, maybe then Seth Godin will want to be my dad. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Something like that. So I, when I look at a lot of the achievements, the goals, the the motivation that I had, it was around a kind of insecure sense of identity or something like that. Is that something that you resonate with? Because I feel like now as I get more confident and comfortable and, and, and at home in my sense of identity. Now it's like, oh yeah, no, I do like to build a business to a million dollars a year because it's like, man, what else are you going to do? You got to ski down some mountain. This is a fine mountain to ski down, you know? Yeah, right. Hmm. I think um, any of us who set goals have multiple complex reasons for setting those. And hmm. the more that you can admit to yourself why you're setting that goal, the healthier hmm. it will be. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, yeah. as, far, as far as like accomplishment goes or like being type A or whatever, I think that just comes from partly who you are and how you were raised and what you were taught matters in life. For a lot of us who are working towards building our own business, I think what happens at some point is we realize that we have been accomplishing or pursuing goals that others defined as important for us. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. at some point in the middle of our lives, we realize that's not what I want. I want something else. And holy here I am at 30 years old or 40 years old or 50 or whatever. And now I have to kind of start over in a way. Mm -hmm. Mm. But Mm. the benefit of that is now you're working towards something that you know, deep down you want. Yeah. Because not because of the accomplishment, not because someone told you it was important, but because you believe it will fundamentally change the way you live your life and your ability to do other things in your life that you believe matter to you. And so pursuing those goals takes on a completely different sense and urgency than it did before. So you're willing to put your head down and do the work that it needs to, even though you are essentially starting over and there's a lot of work in front of you. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So I'm what I'm hearing again and again so far is this thing about, fi- like how you said it, Steph, this, these foundational goals, these kind of mm-hmm. like this found, like tapping into some sort of essential, essential piece of yourself to create your goals out of that instead of going. And so it's like going from the inside out instead of going from the outside in, right? Like, well, you know, Kim Kardashian's booty looks like this. And I will be really happy and a desirable person if that's what my physique looked like, right? Yeah. It's a, I mean, it's a kind of a crass example, but I mean, it's also pretty, pretty on the nose about what, at least what it looks like when I'm checking out at the supermarket. This is what the magazines are all telling me that I'm, the, this is the kind of stuff I'm interested in, yeah. right? And they sell millions of copies, right? right. I think part of the issue too that we haven't covered yet that I think is really interesting is I also think about the fact that if you guys have ever belonged to a gym and you've belonged to a gym over the holiday time and then New Year's, it is absolutely slammed every January. Have you ever mm. noticed that? Like you, sometimes yeah. you can't even get on a treadmill. You can't even get a parking spot. Yeah. But by February, the parking lot's empty again. And that's yeah. like just the classic rotation. It's almost like a joke for my friends in the fitness industry. They're like, oh, it's February, you know, it's mm. calmed down now. And I honestly believe what you just said, Chase, about these aspirational goals that have been given to us by other people or society is there's a big difference between foundational goals that really resonate with you and make you feel like, yes, that is like the, you know, so aligned with who I am and what I want to be versus the mountaintop goals, you don't actually believe that they are going to happen. Like you don't believe that your booty is ever going to look like Kim Kardashian, or Mm. you don't believe Mm. that you're going to reach six figures in your business this year. If you're just starting, you Mm. don't believe that, but you set the goal anyway, because somebody told you that that was a good goal to have. And so the reason I think one of the big reasons that people burn out on these goals is because you don't actually believe it to be true. And if Mm. you don't believe something to be true, then of course you're going to stop working on it. So part of this comes down to, what can you, what kind of goal can you set that feels not only like something you can really achieve, but like really exciting? We're like, yeah, I can do that. Like I can create this course about the thing I've always wanted to teach. I know I can do that versus something that, you know, again, I keep coming back to like the make six figures in your business just because I'm reading that everywhere all over the internet. And that's great if that would help your family. But for a lot of people, I think that they just believe that that's some kind of benchmark that means that all of a sudden you're legit. And I think we all know plenty of people that have hit that point. 
only to feel like they're mm. not enough. So yeah. it just comes back to creating goals that are really aligned with who you believe you are, who you want to be and what you, how you want to serve people and creating an action plan that you can actually believe in instead of it being mm. so aspirational that it actually makes you feel discouraged from the minute you set the goal. Cause you know, it's not going to happen. Yeah. 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 Just to, just to play counterpoint to that for a second. I, I, I do believe there are people who are motivated by those big aspirational goals in such a way that it causes them to work hard enough to achieve them. I also don't think that making six figures in your business is a bad thing. I think, I think what you're, I think what you're saying is don't believe that once you hit that, you will suddenly everything in your life will be changed. Especially like the difference between, you know, 99,000 and a hundred thousand or whatever, like that makes zero difference. There right. may be some difference between, you know, not getting by at all and, and making six figures, but it's still not going to change fundamentally who you are as a person. Whatever mm. you yeah. w- whatever you struggle with when you wake up in the day is still going to be there. Yeah, because right. most no. of most of happiness and satisfaction and whatever is between the ears and not you know something that you have in the bank account or how your butt yes. looks or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And I I would just tag on to that and say I totally agree and think that there's a difference between people who set a goal. For example, I was just talking to a friend of mine in my mastermind group and her goal for the next year is she wants to make, she's a very specific number. It's like 105 is her number. And it's very tied to what that does for her family. Like she's done the math on what that would mean for her husband and her kids. That is a very different goal, right? Because it's very tied to how her life is going to change, how she can provide the quality of life, the travel they get to do, the house, you know, And you could make an argument about like, are those things going to deliver happiness? That's not really the point as much as it's actually tied to something that makes sense for her versus like, I just have heard that you should make this much in your business and then you're legit. Yep. Mm. Yep. Mm, I love that. Um, Okay. So as I'm hearing things, it's almost like I'm hearing three big problems. Okay. These are the three big problems of goals. Tell me if there's something I'm missing here, Steph. Um, The first one is just believing straight up that it's worth trying. Believing that like there, that there's any chance for you, right? That's a big goal for, that's a big challenge for a lot of people, right? To get over that hill. There's so much self-doubt. There's so much insecurity. I don't believe it's even worth trying. Now, yeah. ironically, that one seems to be one of the, of the easier ones. This is why your Tony Robbins conferences look like getting you super fired up. And in NLP language, they'll be like, we've got to break the pattern and they, we're, we're doing all this stuff. But really, just getting you so fired up yeah. that hopefully a little clarity comes for a percentage of the people in the room. And then you see something you've never seen before. But what happens for a lot of us is you get really fired up and you're like, yeah, everybody's excited. Everybody's excited. I'm excited too. What is happening? Why does my body feel this way? You're going to try to do that. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do that too or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like just get fired up and do things, set this big, hairy, audacious goal. And then, uh, then, then we hit problem number two, which is learning how to actually keep the motivation going to actually achieve the goal, right? Mm-hmm. So the first problem is believing you can actually set a goal that that's even possible for you, that, that, it's worth e- that it's worth even trying, right? Believing it's worth even trying. And that's sad because I know a lot of people who, who are in that boat and I know how painful it is to be there, right? And it's a really hard, that's a really hard, that is like a lot of current you have to swim against to get up and out of that is what it feels like, yeah. right? Um, but then the second problem is is just being able to achieve your actual goal, right? That's the second problem. Just the work that it takes where most of us probably, this is where most of the people listening to this go like, yeah, that's where I fall apart. Right. I fall apart and that I set the goal and then I don't know how to keep it going enough to do it. The goals, the goals sort of like, they die out on me. They fizzle out. And it's like a misalignment between the person that's setting the goal and the person that has to do the work. You're Ex- sitting yeah, there, wow. yeah. you're sitting there, you know, you decide I'm going to set today aside. I'm going to maybe go like hang out by the pool and yeah. think in my notebook about what I want my next 10 years to be like. Totally, and totally. you're in this totally blissed out state. You don't have to yeah. worry about the details and you get to to set these incredible goals. Meanwhile, I know Chase has had this experience where mm. you're like the product person and you're trying to tell the programmer what you what feature you want and the programmer yeah. immediately starts going, "Oh, well, you don't know like the yeah, implementation yeah. details. There's a lot <laughs> totally. of shit that has to get done." So <laughs> yeah. instead of setting goals for the person that just gets to think big, you need to be probably setting the goals for the person who's going to wake up on Monday and have to do the work. 
And, yeah. and not just about the work, but also about the mood that you're going to be in. Like your day-to-day mood isn't going to be that fired up. I'm at the Tony Robbins conference, right? Mm. Your day-to-day mm. mood is going to be what your day-to-day mood normally is. Yeah. I yeah. got to wake up. I got to make the coffee. I got to sit down in front of the laptop and start banging this thing out. And yeah. am I still going to feel the same way about that goal when I realize how much work is involved? I call this the difference between my stoned self and my sober self, right? right? When I get out drinking or partying or something like that, and or, or, or even on like a long walk or I'm, I've been on the beach for a week, it's like you get in that blissed out stoned kind of state, right? And you see things clearer and you're like, wait, why am I living my life like this? Yeah. This is the stuff I want. And now there might be so much insight and truth and clarity there, but the truth is that self is tethered by some silver cord to your sober self, right? Which is where where your money gets made now, which is what your day-to-day life looks like, which is like, my baby wakes me up way earlier than I want, wish I had to get up. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And stuff like that, which is what happened this morning. But we're dealing with it, right? <laughs> and because it's a short-term thing, and it's also because I love that little girl so much, right? So for that, for like we're making all these all like our sober self our regular life has all of these things going on right but it's not to say that there's no value in getting up to that 10,000 foot uh level and looking around getting super blissed out at, by the by the side of the of the pool for a week in Cabo or something like that and then thinking about like what are you doing cuz like we've always said here on the show travel perspective is just yeah. one of the one of the easiest ways to knock the barnacles off get the dirt yeah. out of your eyes give you, you know give you some motivation for a while that that hopefully lasts you know and then Okay, go for it. And not to derail you too much, because I know we're all yeah. at point number two out of three. That yeah, about I've, to got here. I've got it. I've got it. Keep going. Uh, you know, I, I believe, again, some people, like Gary Vaynerchuk says that he's going to buy the New York Jets, or right? And yeah. a football team. And I don't know if he'll ever accomplish that goal, but to some degree, I believe that that guy wakes up at 5 a.m. or whatever time he gets up, and he mm. goes, i got to buy the Jets, so i got to get off to work, <laughs> you know? And- and, you know, he's at the gym and I got to lift this barbell because I got to buy the jets someday or whatever. It just, he relates that back to everything that he does every moment of the day. And yeah, maybe that's what yeah. keeps him going. It doesn't happen to work that way for me necessarily. Maybe it would, maybe I need to try that. I don't know, but it seems <laughs> like there are probably different methods that work for different people as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. So there, there, that's our second point is like the challenge. The second problem is the challenge of actually accomplishing this goal once you set it actually getting it done right then the third one is what we kind of started with is this mountaintop versus foundational experience which is feeling what you wanted to feel when you accomplish the goal right, right? Yeah. I, I have this I gave this talk at ConvertKit conference, and I, I think it was really good. I mean, I'm, I haven't, I think I say that because a lot of people have said so, and I feel quite proud of it because I encapsulated something that I had been working on personally for a very long time, something that worked its well way into our journaling course, something that feels like a very big insight to me about creative work and entrepreneurship in general. Um, and that is the sense that if you can't start feeling it now, you won't feel it then, yeah. right? If you can't start feeling like Corbett was saying, that happiness game is played between the six inches between your ears or five inches for for some of us, I guess. I don't know. I guess size doesn't matter. But it's like, <laughs> it's it's th- this happiness game is playing right now. And if we set those mountaintop goals and think that getting there is going to change the the thing for us, well, th- you're gonna have you're gonna have that prince moment where it's like I've been to the mountaintop. There's nothing there, and when you get up there, that can be crushing. A lot of people find their sort of like higher self enlightenment moment on those mountains and realize like, oh my god, I have to do this work inside myself, yeah. not outside myself. But you don't have to wait till you climb to give your whole life to climb some damn mountain to do it, right? And and like we were talking about in the second problem. If you can find a way to make your work you're doing every day right now feel motivating because you're starting to feel that kind of desire, that joy, that enjoyment, that fired up, that um, that presence, that that meaning in the work that you're doing because you're waking up every morning or you're lifting the dumbbell or you're writing the email because I'm going to buy the jets or whatever your equivalent of that is, which to me, honestly, that is always sound like the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm like, right. how <laughs> stupid do you have to be for that to be your motivation? Yeah, but right? you know what? Somebody has to have that. Somebody has to say, I'm going to totally. be like the president of the United States one day. 
and no, believe but what it. I, and I heard a story it. about Gary where he was, he was like, I was so into sports and I was really early on. I was really young when I realized I am not, I do, I am not made of professional sports stuff. It's all, it's like, he's like, it's all I ever wanted to do was to do sports. I just want to be a professional athlete. And early on, I was like, dude, I'm looking at my body. I'm looking at my dad's body. I'm looking at the people I come from. This is never going to happen, right? So my only chance of being involved is is in the other side of sports. Mm-hmm. And my only chance of really enjoying myself there is being the damn owner. Like taking, mm-hmm. like being like head honcho there. Yeah. I want to be head honcho. So he knew he wanted to be head honcho. He knew he wanted to be in sports. And so for me, that kind of humanized that story for me, because what I can sense now is like, there's this deep desire, emotional, uh, interest in that thing. Right. So yeah. in that story now. Right. And I think that's a good segue. I just realized there's another thing we haven't really touched on yet. I think this is a good time because what I don't want to happen from this conversation is I don't want anyone to think that what I'm saying or we're saying is that you shouldn't set goals because there's no point of going to the mountain. That's not Mm. what I'm saying at all. Instead, actually quite the opposite is when you are in touch with that foundational goal. In Gary's case, if you know what that means to you, one of the big things I've heard from people about challenges with setting goals that we haven't talked about yet is people go, what goal do I set? Like, how do I know what my goals need to be? I mean, Mm. I think we've all been there, right? Like you're a new business builder and you're like, I don't know, should I get a hundred people on my email list? Do I get a thousand? Like, what's the goal? And the cool thing about when you set foundational goals is it it was a big mindset shift for me when I realized that I didn't have to make up my goals. Like they're already inside. They're already in you. It's just a matter of excavating. They just need to come out. And so ever since I shifted my mindset like this, it's not like I don't have goals anymore. I have produced an entire podcast and a course in Fizzle. I do a lot of stuff. So I don't want to make it sound like there's no point in setting goals because you'll just get there and it won't feel good. It's more like when you are going deeper into how you want it to feel and you're going deeper into the gifts that you as a person have to give, it just becomes really clear what you need to do next. So it's less about striving for the top of the mountain. And the question is more like, what can I do? What action can I take to bring this alignment out into the world? If it's, you know, for me, I let you guys know, and people listening to this know, I really get excited and jazzed about connecting with people and feeling like I've made a difference and feel like getting to know people and kind of being in the trenches with people just really lights me up more than just about anything else. Hmm. So for me, when I'm setting goals, I'm asking myself, how do I let that light shine more? What can I do to really like make sure I'm I'm leveraging that as much as possible. You know, it might be starting a community or starting a podcast or whatever. The goals become so evident. It becomes so clear what you need to do next when it's aligned with the gifts that you want to give to the world versus like, I don't know what goal I should set. So I think that's a really big shift is mm-hmm. to figuring out like how, what goals to set. They're actually based on how you want it to feel. They're not based on something that you just have to make up. Yeah, yeah, totally. No, I love this. So that, and that to me, it sounds like a full, a fully other problem that actually, so there's four problems that I've identified now. One is first of all, problem zero is just believing, believing that you can do it there, that it's worth trying that it's worth even trying at all. And, And like I said, that's like a, that's a, that if, if you know that you're in that place, I salute you because that is self awareness, right? If you know, it's like, yeah, I don't feel like I should try. Like, I just don't yeah. believe it. And then if you can identify that that's where you are, like you, you are in a, like you are in a sacred place and that is a tough spot to be. And everything in your life can, can kind of like, you can, you know, that that's the one thing you, you can work on because if you shift that, that's the way you're shifting everything else. Right. So I love, I love that awareness if you know that you're there, but then number two is what you've just been talking about Steph, which is what goals should I even set? (laughs) Right. And now I think this is the place to kind of like the big, the, 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 the big thing that I, that I am realizing you guys have said again and again and again and again is we make, when we make our goals out of things that are inside of us already from the inside out, this is the trick of putting together goals. You will actually accomplish that will actually give you the feeling that you want them to to give you when you've accomplished them right so this is the one thing so it's actually in this problem one figuring out what the goals you should set that lines up everything else for success down the road right 
The first pro- this problem zero is like just being in the door or not. Like, do you, do you either believe this is worthwhile or not? Like, if you don't, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. Or maybe you should because, like, this is the thing to work on. But if you do believe it's possible that you can make shifts, changes, and meaningful, uh, meaningful transformation in your life by applying yourself consistently and with a little bit of intention and diligence towards a thing, if you believe that's even possible for you, then we gotta be smart about how we do it. Because as I started this show, I saw my whole life this concept of of get it, of of putting goals together and, and it's always rubbed me the wrong way. It always <laughs> seemed like, really? Is that gonna get you what you want? Yeah. Is that gonna really get you what you want? Like, how the hell do you know what you want? Right. And so if you can figure out that what you want thing through some sort of a framework or process that like gets you a high level of confidence in, oh, my God, this is what my goal should be for this next 12 months or for this next six months or something like that, then your ambition, your motivation, your consistent or sustainable motivation while you were accomplishing towards that goal is stays on point Mm -hmm. because it, because it's tapping in to that inner well of desire that you already have. Yep. I was I was watching this guy. I li- I've been you guys. I got I got to confess. I've been watching this guy Paul Check. He's a fitness guy, but he's got all these YouTube videos, and a bunch of them are about like dreams and desires and accomplishing your goals. But he's just like fitness guy, and he's <laughs> he's amazing. I think it's literally like like billions of dollars in PhD stuff you can get by just like watching his thirty minute YouTube like videos. Like, hi, I'm Paul Check, and welcome to my video blog. Today we're talking about the benefits of apple cider vinegar, <laughs> and then the next day it's like the ABCs of dream, and he says the ABCs of getting your dream is you do them backwards it's cba clarity belief and action right and that clarity piece that's what you're talking about steph when you're talking about letting those letting those dream letting those goals come from the inside out now i i i am excited as all get out because you've got a process you're gonna like lead us through to to and by when I say us, like I mean like a bunch of Fizzle Show listeners, a bunch of Fizzlers, a bunch of people who are going to be signing on to take this like this journey with us. You have created a process of going through this, and it's not like some big crazy thing. There's like a handful of these secrets that would like or like practices. I mean, I was looking at some other goal stuff that's out there: Tony Robbins stuff, Michael Hyatt stuff. They all do the same exact thing. Yeah, they all. It's like you got to look at last year to understand what this year needs to be about. You got to look at goals that are coming from the inside out. Like this is a, this, this, it's like the secrets out on this. Like we just know how to set goals that are going to work and you're going to go, you're going to guide us through it. Tell us a little bit about this. Yeah. And I think, you know, maybe one way that this process that I've developed is a little bit different is I just think it's more holistic. Um, mm. One of the the key things that I think I've walked a bunch of people through this, I actually gave a keynote talk a couple months ago where we went through it and people seem to really resonate with it. It has to do with setting your intention for your entire life and then examining all the different categories of your life. So versus just looking at business goals and being like, well, I can, you know, we can all go home and feel good about ourselves if I achieve these business goals. Mm. I believe that happiness comes from how all, like I see the different sectors of our life almost like in a wheel, right? And it's like, if you get too far on one side, another side suffers. So the question becomes, how do you want the whole picture to feel? And how do you set, I I can't even really call it setting goals in each area as much as maybe it's like, setting a vision for each area of your life. Mm. So identifying what are all the different categories of your life, the different, I call them life buckets. We all Mm. have like somewhere between six to 10 life buckets, you know, for like relationship, finance, body, you know, um, family. And these are all different roles that we play. And it's, you can start to really examine from the inside out, what do I want these areas of my life to be like? And how far off base am I from that right now? So that's a little bit about like, I think the core of this process, it's five steps. It does include some looking backwards in order to look forwards. But I do think the thing that makes it different is 
it's really cool to see how you can very, like it becomes very simple when you, when you understand and excavate how you want the whole thing to feel, then you can examine. It's like you're pulling, you're like lifting the hood of the car on each area of your life and saying, you know, how do I, how do I put this part of my life into alignment? And how Mm. do I put this part? It just becomes really, I know that sounds crazy, but it becomes really obvious what you need to do next. When Mm. you look at the different areas of your life and you understand overall what you want it to feel like. So yeah. that's kind of the heart of the, of the, of the process. And um, it's really fun to guide people through it. Cause every, the, the amazing thing that resonates with me again and again is everybody gets different results when they go mm. through the process. And that's what I love the most because your answers, my answers, Corbett's answer, answers, and everybody listening would all have completely different goals based mm. on what's resonating with you, your unique gifts, your own definition of meaningful work. I mean, it's just really amazing to see people um, aligning with what they're really here to do. So mm. that's a little bit about the, the process itself. Okay. Now tell me about like, like, first of all, people, if they, if you want to follow along with us on this, you're going to have to sign up in the next few days. We'll eventually have like a, a thing, a course of some kind that you can do, but we're going to be doing this live. So, so you could go to, um, what URL are we going to put this at guys? We should go like fizzle.co slash goals, right? Let me make sure that there's nothing there. Fizzle.co slash goals is where you're going to go. All right. That's where we're going to do it. Fizzle.co slash goals. If you want to get in on this, you got to jump in right now because we're not going to be able to do this live beyond the first week. And that's the week that this podcast is airing. So if you're hungry for this at all, if you want to be guided through it, you've got to get to fizzle.co slash goals to, I almost said guides, but it's goals to to get yourself aligned with this kind of process and to go through it with a bunch of other motivated people. I think this is what's so interesting about this is, is when we do this together as fizzlers or podcast listeners or, or whichever group you'll be a part of, there is there's there's something that's magic that kind of happens when you're doing it with other people because then from there we're all in the same boat for the next weeks months and the rest of the year to figure to like to be staying on uh on point i guess you know what i mean so much is is defined by what we set our goals Right. So we're, the, the training guide is going to guide us through that, which I'm pumped for because I need to set those for 2018. I don't have those put together. I'm waiting to go through this course with you, Steph. And then there's, there's the accountability and support that comes with doing that alongside other people. So anyways, head to fizzle.co slash goals right now. If you want to get involved in that now in kind of closing here, I'm actually interested, Steph, what's your, uh, what, like if you had to pick like one of your favorite exercises from this, I've seen your materials that you've been putting together. We've talked about this, this stuff before in some ways, but I want to hear like, what is your favorite part personally of this sort of, of this process? And the, again, the people need to know that this process is just proven. We've done it before. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the, it's like, it's the, it's the process that's powerful. It's not like, it's not, and it'll just do it to you, right? It's not like you have to, you don't have to drink any special substance, go on some ayahuasca trip to figure out what the hell you want to do with your life. Like there's a power, there's bonus points if you do, but there's a (laughs) power, there's a process that, that is powerful. Like it will, it will help you see this stuff like lightning, right? So Mm -hmm. what's one of your favorite parts of the process? There's a moment in the process where it kind of just feels like everything clicks and I haven't experienced that. I, you guys, I've said this before. I've done so many different kinds of goal setting and planners and chances are if it's out there, I've probably tried it. Yeah. And I have had feelings before where, like you said, but maybe the Tony Robbins conference, I walked away being like pumped up and like, yeah, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to get it. I'm going to you know get on the treadmill and treat, achieve my fitness goals. And this feels a lot different than that. You'll feel really excited, but it feels more like this clicking into place, that clarity that everyone is always seeking. They're like, what do I need to do next? Yeah. Suddenly you walk away with that and you're like, oh my God, it's like, it's like the veil was lifted. And I love that about this, about this process. And the, the way that that happens is there's one moment in the process where a little formula is kind of applied. So what happens is there's a few steps. I think it's the third step. You look at what you did in step one and step step two and kind of come up with a word that symbolizes 
everything that you that has come to the surface. And I know mm. a lot of people out there are like, I've heard of the word of the year thing. It's a little bit different than that because it's more based on where you've been, where you're going. A word will just kind of like present itself to you, which sounds like mystical and weird, but it's actually like, I gave this talk to a room of 300 people and like everybody had their word. It's really interesting. Mm. So once you have that symbol of how you want all of this to feel, like Chase was talking about, you add that to each area of your life. And as you do that, what comes out on the other side is just like this. I, I kind of already said this, I guess, but it just becomes like two or three goals just kind of fall out as a result of mm. um, putting the, the, this formula together. Mm. So, you know, for example, if you're, you know, my word of the year this in 2017 was vibrant. That was just the word that came to me. I've said this before for people who are Fizzle members. I think we talked about this in the journaling webinar, but that was just the word like I just really resonated with. I wanted, I wanted, all areas of my life to feel vibrant. And then I could start to ask myself the question, how do I make that happen in each area of my life? And since I did the hard work of discovering that word, which we go through in this course, then I looked at each area of my life and I could know exactly what I needed to do in each area in order for it to be vibrant, like very specific. So it's this cool blend of um, like high level and feeling, but also it gets really brass tacks by the end. Mm. So if you're someone who likes to go 10,000 foot view, you're like excited to cultivate a larger vision for 2018, but you also want to walk away knowing what the heck do I actually need to do in each area of my life? You get both of those things mm. from this process. And I feel like that's kind of unique because these processes tend to either rely super heavy on productivity hacks and stuff or they're too woo and they're too out there. Yeah, I think yeah. there's a nice marriage here of both of those things. So you get, you get, you know, both sides of the coin when you take the course. So I'm really excited. I'm so excited for people to go through this. Um, a lot of, like I said, a lot of people already have, and um, there's been nothing but awesome feedback. So I'm super pumped. Yeah. I mean, this is the kind of thing that's going to change not just this year, but the rest of your life. And so if you want to jump in, you want to try it out, you want to go along with us in this, there's going to be a special introductory offer. Like it's going to be a discount that you won't be able to get ever again on this course at fizzle.co slash goals. Do it now. All right, Corbett, Steph, talk to you guys later. Thanks. See ya. All right, guys, there is the episode 249. Check out fizzle.co slash goals. This was some real deal like insights from me and Steph and Corbett about what has been difficult, what has been useful, actual tips and tricks about how we use goals, how what we've learned about goals. And all of that is going to be inside of this course at fizzle.co slash goals. We're going to be doing it live. If you're listening to this podcast the week it comes out, make sure you check it out because you can have a chance to join us live, get your questions answered, get through this all customized for you. All right. So fizzle.co slash goals. We're going to leave it there. Hope you guys are all well. We'll talk to you soon. Find care, take care, serve hard and dig in. Thanks, you guys. We'll talk to you next week on The Fizzle Show.